So, we met online. This is a podcast about love, sex, and everything in between the world of online dating. I am Erica. And I'm Chris. And welcome to So We Met Online. If this is your first time with us, what have you been doing? I mean, just kidding. Thanks for listening. Uh, So We Met Online is produced every Sunday, and show notes are found at SoWeMetOnline.com. If you want to learn about who we are, go back to episode one, where Chris and I share not just our own backgrounds, but how we met in order to host this delightful, if I may say so, podcast. Okay, I have a story. So, we met online. I was online on Tinder. And I know what you're, you're thinking. I can see your eyeballs. My and eyeballs. they're saying, isn't Tinder just a hookup site? Isn't Tinder just a hookup site? See? Exactly. That's yes. exactly what I... No, it's a site for whatever the heck you want it to be okay. for. It's for friends, hookups, relationships, marriage. It really doesn't matter. It has become a more legitimate service. Well, it's just that you dictate what you want out a- of any absolutely. site. Anyway, so I met someone on Tinder, Josh. He lived in Baltimore and I live in D.C. That's not that far. It's about an hour. But he had two young kids and it was snowing a lot when we met. So our first date kept getting pushed back and pushed back. And finally, a few months later, may have been even like five months later, we met. We got along well. I think we both knew it wasn't a love connection. Um, We did go out a few more times just to... You never know, just to see. About how long? Over the span of how yeah. long. We probably went out three times in the course of a month and a half. So maybe every other week. So we decided after that, again, not a love connection. But we liked each other's company enough to continue at least a friendship. But it seemed like more than a friendship. I mean, I don't make time to go to Baltimore and vice versa once a month. But sometimes twice a month for someone I'm just friends with. It was... It was like friendship plus. Right. And I wouldn't say it's not friends with benefits. Like not right. that kind of relationship. It was right. like a nice friend. A good friend. Good a friend little bit more. Who but... we, you know, we sometimes made out and stuff. But uh, <laughs> we really enjoyed each other's company. This went on for over a year, about a year and two months. And I do some performing comedic storytelling on stage because... Yeah, of I, course, you. I think I'm hilarious. I don't know. I don't know what you think. but <laughs> So um, I was performing in this show on a Saturday night. Normally he would come to see me, but he couldn't that weekend. But I didn't really care that much because he had seen me perform before. He had even invited his sister-in-law once to see me perform. So I knew he cared. I did the performance. It went well. That Sunday I texted him and said, this, you know, went great. I'll call you this week. And we, we texted at least once a day. We always had some form of communication mm-hmm. every day yeah. um, and then called a lot too. So that Tuesday, I gave him a call, so three days after the show, to tell him how it went. And I got his voicemail, so I left a voicemail. He texted me back immediately mm-hmm. and said, sorry, I'm in some meetings. I'll call you back later. Mm, okay. Mm, yeah. mm, nothing weird yeah. about that. He didn't call back later, which I found odd. But again, like, cut some slack. Who knows? Right. So I call again the next day. Don't get an answer found that weird i sent a text the next day no text back which was particularly odd because he preferred texting and i always got a pretty immediate response clear difference day and night night and day and then got like this some like you know jewish mother guild or something (laughs) in me it's like did he die so i sent him a text saying are you alive and i got no response and then i actually worried 
I mean, I was kind of joking, but not really. Sure. So then I emailed on Facebook his sister-in-law, who I had met at that time at the show, and I said, I'm not trying to be intrusive, but I haven't heard from Josh lately. I'm getting really concerned. Is he okay? Right. And she wrote back fairly immediately and said, oh, yeah, he's fine. He's just super busy. I'm sure he'll get back to you ASAP. (laughs) Like, I am sorry. There is no super busy enough. My philosophy is if you have time to go to the bathroom, you have time to text somebody back. I don't care if you do it while you're on the toilet. Text me back. (laughs) Exactly. Right? So I think I tried for another week or so. I was legitimately concerned at this point. I think I let it go for a week after that, and I was really upset because if I did something – I want to know what it is. And I don't think anyone deserves this kind of non-finish finish. So I finally, and I remember the date, it was May 31st, 2015, because it was so significant to me. Mm -hmm. I sent him an email, a really nice one that just said, I don't know if I did something to cause you to stop talking to me. If I did, please let me know. I want to know what it is. And... I hope all is well on your end. I hope you know that our time together, whatever it was, friendship or otherwise, meant a lot to me. I ended it very nicely and said, whatever you do or plan to do, I wish you all the best. Right. And he never replied. And I went through, I mean, it was not a relationship. I didn't have to mourn the relationship. But I think even a friendship, a deep friendship, whatever it is, if it means something to you and you don't get that closure... You do have to mourn that. But I couldn't even mourn it when I didn't know what happened. Right. And this is perhaps the worst ghosting story that I know of. To this day, I have no clue what happened. Over a year later, on my birthday, I got a text from him out of the blue. Oh, no. I was out for my birthday. I think I was in the bathroom when I got the text. It said, oh, uh, happy birthday. Give Scruffy your dog a belly rub for me. Oh, my God. I'm not one to shy away from saying exactly what I'm thinking, but particularly after a birthday drink or two. Oh, sure. I wrote, I don't curse. (laughs) So, like, the meanest I could get was, are you out of your mind? (laughs) How dare you never contact me again? What you put me through? And I think he wrote back something like, I was embarrassed. And I wrote, I don't care. Never contact me again. Yeah. I know that's not, like, an upbeat story to start us with, but I want to show the impact that ghosting has. And I know a lot of people, and I think he probably thought, oh, well, I'm sparing her. Mm -hmm. I don't care if he met someone. I don't care if he hated me. I just wanted to know. Right. Because... I can get, anyone can get over something if they're told, now is the time to get over it. But if you're not told, you spend the first week, two weeks, month wondering where this person has gone. Okay, I'm all fired up over here. You're all fired up. I can see it. And it is a topic that deserves us being fired up over, right? Yeah, it does. Because it has so many different emotional components. As you've outlined already, you felt initially like, did something happen to him? Of course. You were worried about him. Yeah, because this was a person who was a, a staple in my life. He was a part of your life, and all of a sudden, he's gone. Correct. Disappeared. Mm-hmm. Ghosted. What hurt me the most was he made an active choice not to reply to me. Exactly. Like, he saw it. Right. And then actively decided, I will not reply. And I think that's the heart of this, right, is we don't get that closure. We don't know what happened. We have certain concerns and... The whole act of ghosting that we call it now is just the unknown, right? Right. So for anyone listening, I'm sure everyone knows what ghosting is. Obviously, that's our topic today. What's your definition of ghosting? Well, ghosting is the lack of communication from one person 
complete disappearing, mm-hmm. like a ghost. They yes. completely disappear. So ending a relationship without actually ending it. Exactly. Okay. Without actually saying the words, Correct. hey, this isn't going to work. Mm-hmm. I'm not interested anymore. Or I've met somebody else. Or you fill in the blank. If you're not closing it and saying, look, I'm moving on for this reason, mm-hmm. and you just decide, I'm not going to talk to this person anymore, and I don't need to reply to this person anymore, that's what ghosting is. Yep. Okay. I just wanted to make sure everyone out there knew what we were talking about. Not that you wouldn't, but, you know, just in case. So I, I guess one of the first questions I have for you yeah. after that story, sure. and in general, as we start talking about this on a broader scale, you were with Josh for an extended period of time, and he ghosted you. But is there a point at which we think ghosting is okay? Good question. Do you? No, I don't. So the only time I would say you don't have to get back to each other is if you go on a first date and you're mutually not interested in each other. It's very clear. Then I say no harm, no foul. Neither of you has to follow up. If it's pretty clear once you leave that first date that no follow up. And I'm sure and I'm and I've been in that position before. I've gone on plenty of dates and I'm like, you know, I'm just not feeling it. It's not working. And the other person Mm -hmm. clearly is not feeling it. And Mm -hmm. and you both kind of know you go home. I don't consider that. We don't consider that ghosting. Right. My whole thing is if someone makes him or herself vulnerable to you. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? Asking you out again. Mm -hmm. So if you go on a date with a woman and you like her and she's not that into you and you then ask her out again, I do believe she has an obligation to get back to you and say no. So the first date is awful, but I figured, hey, maybe whatever the situation, I'm going to ask you out again, even though I think maybe it's just a rough first date. So I ask you out again. Uh I say, hey, you know, I know our first date was a little rough, but hey, I'd like to see you again. Would you be interested? Mm -hmm. You're saying at that point in time, you're almost obligated to respond to say yes or no. Correct. You have now made yourself vulnerable by asking her out again. Yes, she owes you a response. And unfortunately, too often these days, people just poof, let it go. I have the same pet peeves about people not responding to personal emails, right? If you send a personal email to someone, how do they not respond? So it's the same thing. If someone is making the time to put him or herself out there, I do believe you owe them a response. Now, when does it get called ghosting? Is that ghosting if you don't reply after one date? I don't know. Is it sure rude? Yeah, it is. Is it jerky? Yeah. Is it cowardly? Sure. (laughs) And a lot of people think, well, I'm sparing the other person's feelings. So the woman is trying to convince herself, well, I don't want to tell him I didn't like him. So I'm just not going to answer and it'll go away. But that's actually reinforcing, now he's questioning himself. What did I do? What did I not do? When the reality of it is you can just say, no, I just didn't feel a connection, but thank you for asking. Right. And I've had plenty of women who have said in one way or another, you know, I really had a good time tonight, but I just don't see this working out. Uh Uh-huh. Great. Exactly. Perfect. You never have to wonder again. Yeah, thank you. You don't have to waste any more time. I I was telling you yesterday, I always appreciate when someone has the courage to say, you know, I'm just not feeling it. The only time I didn't appreciate it was on the date itself. We were like in the middle of the (laughs) date and he's like, so I don't think this is going to work. And I'm like, oh, Oh, well well. then, maybe uh, Uh, should I finish this glass of wine? (laughs) Taxi? (laughs) The sentiment was in the right place, I suppose. (laughs) He was trying to be honest. And and I think we're talking about that, right? At the end of the day, just even if you're not going to be honest about your exact reasons, Be forward enough at least to say, look, thank you, but no thank you. Right. I always say tactful 
and honest. Exactly. Those are the two things you need to be. Some version of honesty, some version of the truth. And some version of the truth is usually, I tell my clients to say, and I would use this line, I just didn't feel the connection I was looking for, but it was really nice meeting you and I wish you all the best. Sounds great. And on that note, we should probably take a little break so in case you were wondering. <laughs> yeah. You're listening to So We Met Online. When we return, I know Chris has some very strong opinions about the topic oh, of ghosting. absolutely. You've been ghosted, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Like multiple times. We are going to talk about that. Yes. I'm very curious. This podcast is sponsored by VaporFresh, green cleaning products for people who lead active lives. Did you know that average laundry detergents contain additives like dyes, fragrances, and softeners that stay on your clothes long after you wash them? They end up trapping odors and germs and making your gym clothes less comfy. Vaporfresh laundry detergent cleans all of your clothes, including even the stinkiest gym clothes, without those additives. Check them out on Amazon or at vaporfresh.com and get 10% off your first order when you use the code S-W-M-O. Like, so we met online. And we're back. And we're back. (laughs) Thanks for joining us. We're just talking about ghosting. Not just. I mean, we are talking about ghosting. We are in it because it is a heated topic. It is a heated topic. I mean, my ears are burning over here. So, Chris, you've been ghosted. Yeah. And I don't really have any major stories. All I can tell you is, is I have been ghosted a lot. And when it first started to happen to me, we mentioned earlier, and especially in episode one, that we've been doing this online dating for a long time, Mm -hmm. you know, multiple years, decades. Is that that where you got your gray hair? Yes, this is exactly where I got my gray hair. It's all the crazy dates I've been on. When it first started to happen... There wasn't even a definition. We didn't have a no, word for what this was. I used to say, was. fall off the earth. Right. People just disappeared. I mean, it's the same concept. Exactly. So I didn't know what was going on. And all of the things that you shared with me are same things that I felt. Like, what did I do wrong? Like, mm-hmm. I thought the date was great. Right. Hey, what happened? Right. And yeah, I think it took a little while for me to get through first dates to say, okay, I'm okay if they don't contact me. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's their loss, whatever the case may be. Well, I want. I have a question about sure. that. Wouldn't you be contacting her if you were interested? Oh, if she doesn't contact you back. Yeah, she yeah, doesn't okay. contact me back. Okay. I contact her and okay. say, yeah, hey, would you like to okay. go out again? And then, like we talked about before the break, right. I don't get a response back. You just have to kind of chalk it up and say, well, it wasn't the right yeah. person. And unfortunately, it happens on both sides. Right. One of the things that I thought I started to think about as I dated more and started to get ghosted more often was this concept, is ghosting just part of the deal now? Is it, is it just part of our culture? I hope not. I hope not as well, but all of the dating sites and uh-huh. with all of the options and, and the with technology. all of the technology. Yep. And I call it really now the candy store of options that when something doesn't work out or you feel as if, hey, I can mm-hmm. find somebody better, the grass is greener on the other side. Is it just part of our culture now that we say, I don't have to worry about telling him. He knows I'm going off to find somebody else. I hope that's not part of our culture. I mean, people say all the time, well, if I don't respond, he or she should just know. But no, that's not how it works. He or she doesn't know. And it's not fair. And as you just said, it's on both sides. It it is absolutely. So I was going to share a client of mine. Totally. A nice woman in her Mm mid-30s had been on three dates with someone she met on OkCupid. And she liked him. She was excited. It was the first guy she really liked from OkCupid. 
and she told me that their date Friday went really well, whatever Friday it was, went sure. really well, their third date, and it was open enrollment period for, um, like, <laughs> picking whatever financial benefits or health, whatever it was. They were picking her financial well, hey, benefits. hey, they moved fast. Not together. Uh-huh. I mean, he was helping her pick her. <laughs> oh, got it. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend doing that. But, no, no, he was, I guess, I don't know, he was in the field, whatever. They sure. were comfortable enough. He was, <laughs> he was helping her pick her financial benefits. So Monday rolls around and she sends me an email and says, I haven't heard from him. And we had a really good, at least in her mind, third date. Well, they picked benefits together, so. I mean, it must have gone well for yeah. someone. I hope it goes well for her 401k. <laughs> <laughs> she said, well, what do I do? I don't like that he hasn't contacted me. And I have strong opinions on this as a woman because I don't let people, I, I'm a little, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Strong? Yeah. Strong. Opinionated. Oh, God. Where are you going with no, this? I... No. I, I don't like to let people treat me in a way that I don't feel Absolutely. I deserve to be treated. Yes. And if somebody ghosts me, I let them know that it that it's not okay with me. And I advise anyone, my friends, my clients, male, female, to do the same. So I suggested to her if he doesn't get in contact by, say, Wednesday, which would be almost a week after the date, he's not getting in contact. Right. I suggested to her to send him a text saying, hey, you know, I'm really disappointed I haven't heard from you. I was, I was looking forward to getting to know you more. Had a good time on Friday. Uh, I guess it wasn't mutual. I wish you all the best. Because that then says, I'm not going to sit around waiting for you. I don't deserve for somebody to just walk away. And it also makes her a bit vulnerable. Like, I was looking forward to hearing from you. Right. Now, she didn't take that advice. She just waited and waited, and he never contacted her again. And she said, and I see this rationale too, she said, if he's not going to contact me, and if that's how he's going to act, I want to know that now. And I agree wholeheartedly. So the purpose of my, the text I suggested was not for his benefit. It was actually for hers. Because if he's not going to give her the closure she needs, she has to create closure. So that text is to create closure on her end. She ended up not doing that. She sent me a really funny email and said, you know, the jerk store, you know, had had a large load this week or something (laughs) like that. But how? After three days, you know, how do you deal with ghosting? Because, you know, the way I tell people to deal with it is different from what other people do. A lot of people will say, well, if he doesn't or she doesn't want to contact me, I'm over it. I'm done. I don't want to be the bigger person. I don't want to act like I cared more. But what's the problem with acting like you care? Right. You do care. And that's okay. Right. I think the big bigger issue of this, and it's what I started to allude to in culturally, is that we should all be adults here, right? I mean, it's about communication. And and I say regularly, communication is the foundation of any relationship. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if it's your friend or family or, you know, somebody you're getting to know or interested in. If you're unable to communicate on some level, then you're going to have challenges in the relationship. I couldn't agree more. So you're going to experience that when somebody says, well, I'm not going to talk to this person at all. Mm -hmm. So when we go back to the original question about, is there a point at which ghosting is okay? We said, well, maybe after one date, ghosting is okay to some level, if you just kind of know. But when we get to the second date and the third date and we start to invest and we start to become more vulnerable and we start to Mm -hmm. give of ourselves into that relationship to not be able to even just, from my opinion, pick up the phone and say, you know, I've had a really good time with you, but, you know, I just don't think this is going to work. And I wanted to tell you over the phone 
or in person or however you want to tell it, I think that has become missing today. I couldn't agree more. It's because, did you ever see that um, Louis C.K. thing? Um, no. It, okay. Well, <laughs> he has a funny skit where how people, they don't ever want to see the other side's emotions anymore. And it was funny the way he said it, but just sad because now you hide behind your screen. So if you're breaking up with someone over, you nailed it. over text, Absolutely. you don't have to deal with their reaction. And I think it's that's safe. It's safe slash, right. that's a nice way to put it. It's cowardly. It's cowardly. It's Absolutely. Be a caring human, right? Right. Have you ever ghosted anyone? Be honest. Have I? Yeah. Um, I don't believe so. Uh -huh. I, I cannot reflect on a time I where I have no, done. Yeah, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe so uh, because and and I actually had a conversation with a woman who I met online, and her opinion, and we got into a huge argument about this. If it didn't work out, she didn't have to tell you anything. She just would move on. In fact, we were on the phone one night, oh boy. and while we were on the phone. She started talking to me about a guy. And I was like, well, you know, what? who's this guy? And as I started to piece together the conversation, I realized that the guy she was talking to is the guy that she was currently breaking up with. She hadn't even fully broken up with them because she hadn't told him yet. Oh and she was already talking to me, trying to get to know me oh, to yeah, move yeah. into another relationship. And she hadn't even ended the last relationship. That's bad. <laughs> Because she felt as if she didn't have to tell him. She just felt like, well, if I stop talking to him, he gets the picture. Yeah, and that's, he doesn't. And it makes right. him feel worse about himself. And, well, we've already been through all of that. Yes. So if I could give one piece of advice, it's save a template. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate to say that because it makes it seem less personal. But providing some closure is better than no closure, even if that closure is impersonal. So save that template of, I just didn't feel the connection I was looking for. I just didn't feel that spark. But it was really nice meeting you. I wish you all the best. Just save that somewhere yeah. so that when it's time, you can just dig into your... I keep it... <laughs> not, not for this purpose, but I do keep a template folder in my Gmail. There you go. Next to your spreadsheet, right? It, it, next to my spreadsheet. Obviously. Come on now. And it's just good to have on hand. Just remember that you're being the bigger person. You're not sparing anyone by not telling them. It is common courtesy... And it is something that we should be doing, as I said earlier, as adults, mm -hmm. we should be able to have that conversation. You and I are both 35 or over. Correct. What do you think would be happening if we were 22 having this conversation? Because I think we'd be having a very different conversation. Right. I think it's a generational thing, too. It's a generational thing, and it's a technology thing. Mm -hmm. We have grown, and, and this is why I say it's part of the deal now. It is part of our culture, technology. And this is my perspective coming from a technologist who mm -hmm. I build tools like this. This mm -hmm. is what I do for a living. We use technology as a way to mask our real identities, uh -huh. right? We use profiles as a way to be somebody we're not. And we'll get into another topic oh, on a, so a future to podcast, about. <laughs> all about profiles and lying, and lying and... on profiles. Yes, that's a whole nother conversation. But in a lot of ways, that technology has become this barrier, this protection for us. We see this at work. Like if you work at a corporate job or you go into an office, the last time I was working in a corporate office, I had people who would be texting me questions from the cubicle <laughs> or the office that's right next door to me. 
Why can't you get up out of your desk, walk down the hallway, come into my office and say, hey, I need to talk to you about this? Because we don't want conflict.、Mm -hmm. We don't want to have these conversations. We don't want to have these difficult conversations. So we use technology as a way to say, I don't have to do it anymore. It's more prevalent in millennials. Absolutely. Sorry to throw you under the bus.、Uh, millennials, not you. <laughs> <laughs> No, wait a second. Yes, I, I, me. I get upset when people say I'm a millennial, unless it's because they think I look much younger than my age, in which case, hey, I'm a millennial. Sure. Perfect. Anyway, <laughs> I'm sure we could talk about ghosting for another hour, but we'll spare you. If you do have questions, find us online at sowemetonline.com, on Twitter and Instagram at sowemetonline, or on Facebook also at sowemetonline. Join us next week. Guess what we're talking about next week? Oh, tell me, tell me, please. It it rhymes with T Rex. T Rex, it has to be sex. Let's talk about sex, baby. <laughs> Let's talk about you. Okay, <laughs> remind me not to do that again. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening.